everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Sella. Today, we will be doing a spoiler talk review for DuckTales Season 3, Episode 11, dubbed The Forbidden Fountain of the Forever Glades. Join with me finally as he escaped the Hazel House itself and also found a bit of a special fountain of youth. It's Marcello, a.k.a. Mark. How you doing there, Mark? It's been a long time since you got out of that house. I've seen so many things. Horrible, candy-craving things. All publicly domained and universal monster-esque. And it's quite a show you probably saw there. But you're in good shape now, since you found the Fountain of Youth, after all. Oh yeah, I feel younger, better, healthier, you know, less smoky, and everything else wrong with California at the moment. I feel good. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear some good news in this crazy-ass year. Anywho, folks, without further ado, let's get right into this review. But before we get into that, actually, I have a question maybe for Mark or maybe for the viewers watching here. I was going to have a couple other reviews aside from DuckTales come out. I was going to do a solo review for Carmen Sandiego Season 3. However, after I watched the episodes, there were only five episodes released where Netflix usually releases 10 episodes for animated content. They didn't this time, and I don't know if they were going to do the BoJack Horseman thing, where the final season, they released half of it, and then a few months later, released the second half. And so I don't know if they're doing the same thing for Carmen Sandiego. So someone let me know if that is the case, because if it is, I'm going to reserve doing a review for that until all of season three episodes are released. And I also know we have the final season of Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beast that just came out. Uh, Hopefully a review for that will come as well. But for now, let's go back to DuckTales. So Mark, why don't you let the fine folks know, what is the general synopsis of this episode, The Forbidden Fountain of the Forever Glades? Well, Matt, I'm glad you asked. We're going down to the bayou, although there's no Cajun accents involved in this. There is a Frenchman. Anyway, it seems that the famed explorer Ponce de Leon, years and years, centuries ago even, thousands of years ago, had discovered the Fountain of Youth deep in the Florida Everglades. And as one of the lost mysteries in the journal, Scrooge and the gang are there to find it themselves. But there may just be more than a mysterious fountain, Goldie O'Glip, and another person in the race hunting for a fountain. Plus, it's also spring break, which means nothing but wild times, parties, and youth wasted on the young. And I would say that is generally the synopsis for this episode. Now, Mark, why don't you let the fine folks know what some of your major takeaways from this episode? What did you like? What did you not like? Well, Matt, in addition to just being another solid episode with actually having Scrooge kind of more in the main focus again, which we haven't had in the last few episodes, uh, we do have the return of, to- of Goldie and her relationship with Scrooge is actually, I think, the most flushed out we've seen it here. I really liked it. It was part of the expression kawaii as heck. And um, we kind of have two villains. Of course, you know, if you find the Fountain of Youth, odds are you're going to use it. So Ponce de Leon is, you know, arguably our main antagonist, but he's voiced by Nestor, who uh, some of you might remember as the voice of Senior Senior Junior from Kim Possible. Yeah. And God, that was such a trip. But um, also, John D. Rucker Duck returns as a withered old husk and willing to use the Fountain of Youth. And uh, he actually wound up being really funny. I really like, we had two great comedic villains here that worked well. And, you know, I kind of half expected Rocker Duck to perish in addition to probably Ponce de Leon, but he didn't. So Rocker Duck continues to be a part of Fowl and a foreign and Scrooge's side for another day, which I like because uh, he's voiced by John Hodgman, who I forget what I've heard him in before, but I actually really loved his delivery in this episode. I would say animation was good overall. Plot may be a little predictable, but I think, you know, when you have something with the Fountain of Youth, you kind of you know assume there's just so so many ways they're going to go with that sort of a plot device but 
I liked it. I had a lot of fun. I do think that you were saying, Matt, that the A and B lines in this, uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie being at the resort and having a little paranoid who's the older sibling moment with the Fountain of Youth, and uh, of course our main line with uh, Scrooge and Goldie. Uh, you actually liked how well the A and B lines sort of meshed in this one, correct? Yes. To kind of piggyback off what you were saying, the plot was kind of predictable in a sense of like who done it kind of way. But what I liked is how the mystery was kind of set up and that both the A and the B do directly tie into each other to share that evidence. And I thought it worked really well in this case, especially like when you kind of thought about like how the youth magic is applied when Scrooge McDuck and Goldie become teenagers again, or the fact that you kind of notice that like only Dewey was the one who kind of grew up. You're like, huh, I wonder what could have led to that. And then you kind of like roll back shortly after and say, well, he's the only one that actually technically touched the pool water with his toes. So you kind of connect the dots pretty quickly there, especially when, like I said before, Scrooge and Goldie came out of the river young and like, whoa, it can't be that easy, can it? Because the river itself, there was really nothing like, there's no like guard of Eden or whatever around that river, just a generic jungle. So there had to be a different connection there. So I really liked the mystery that was set up there. And it was great to see just Ponce de Leon tied in directly to like owning the hotel and doing like this kind of creepy system here to keep himself forever young by like turning young people into like old withered folks. And even though the episode doesn't directly show like the Futurama Fountain of Youth angle of like, oh, if you stay in there for too long or whatever, you'll like turn into a skeleton or something like that. This episode does kind of imply that in the backstory and what may have happened to De Leon at the very end. I do kind of like that because the whole my whole thing would be, well, how did no one ever find out about this? Well, you literally push them in the pool. They just become too old to remember. I was like, that is a brilliant cover up. I don't know why I thought that was funny in a twisted sort of way. Brilliant and very dark if you think about it. Plus the fact that De Leon was like still also kind of obsessed with being a like respectable hotel manager. I don't know, with like charging them for the pool toys. No, I agree. He was very much a very kooky villain when you get down to it. And there were parts of me where it's like he was explaining his plan to Huey, Dewey, and Louie when he caught them. And you're like, oh, these villains are always doing that monologue thing. But he actually had a fairly good reason why he was doing it. Because it's like, well, I'm going to throw you in the pool and you're going to become old ducks. So you'll forget this anyway. So I'm just going to enjoy myself and be a villain. So it's like, damn, man. I did also like, because um, then uh, Scrooge and uh, Goldie kind of find out too. And the, his first response was like, how many people are going to find out about this today like he was just generally kind of annoyed like i don't know it was just uh, it was a funny episode even if it did get dark in some places with when you really think about aging and everything and just webby you know having a bad day and being beaten up and just i don't know slowly regressing into an old person mentally i think i relate to that in a way yeah no, that was a great visual gag of them just being young teenagers now and webby who hasn't been aged anywhere she's just like man i'm just having a really bad day i'm like girl i feel you and just even at the end when like uh, Dewey uh, returns back to Norm. He's like, okay, Webby, looks like you need a hit of this too. Huh? She's like, I didn't fall in the pool. I just had Life, just, life is just hard, man. But yeah, I say generally this has been a fun little adventure episode. We had a continuation on the overall arc of Finch's journal, which was great. And like you said, we had a more Scrooge-focused episode, which is always welcomed. And yeah, I, I really don't really have much negatives, to be honest here. Aside from maybe like the mystery not being as in-depth and like shocking, it was still a fun episode nonetheless. Absolutely. Fun to have Rocker Duck back and just... Uh 
another threat to really be actually threatening, even if he's not so threatening, to the McDuck family. Overall, I give it a solid rating. I liked it a lot. Well, folks, you heard our opinion, but now we want to hear yours. Let us know in the comment section below. What did you think of this episode of DuckTales? Season 3, Episode 11, The Forbidden Fountain of the Forever Glades. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Share your thoughts. Join the conversation. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, ring that bell to be notified when new videos drop. And if you want to support me directly, consider going to my Patreon or do a one-time donation at my Streamlabs. Links are in the description below. This is Matt Sella. This is Mark. Thanking you all for tuning in. Thank you.